Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, thank you for joining us again today on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 76. And as always, we are glad that you're with us. And please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. So today we're going to continue our conversation on joy. Um, we spent the last few weeks talking about joy and how to build joy capacity and what does it look like. And, and, and even a couple of weeks ago, we talked about quieting capacity yeah, and the importance of that. And that's a new concept really that we've, I've kind of discovered. I know it's, we all talk about joy and quiet, but actually building quieting capacity. Yeah. I think this is really interesting too, because it's coming up everywhere yes. right now. Um, even last night in collapse, we were talking about our joy and quiet lesson, but yeah. also how the Lord is inviting us to quiet, yeah. how to build margin, how to slow down, um, how to just be present in life and not doing constantly. What does it look like to be? So yeah, that quieting conversation is so important and so timely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And so we want to continue with joy, but we want to look at joy. We're going to add an element into joy. Um, there's a, there is a, a topic and a subject that um, we talk about in our collabs that mm-hmm. always seems to throw people for a little loop. Um, yeah, it's a deep one. <laughs> it's a deep one. And it's attachment. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to look at today is joy and attachment. Mm. How are they connected? Are they connected? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time the last few defining joy. So mm-hmm. let's jump into this one today and let's define attachment and talk about what is it. Right. And our goal here is to build out the conversation that we began with the other half of church mm-hmm. yeah. or the half brain church yeah. out of the book, the other half of church mm-hmm. and talking about joy and has said in communities and sticky love yeah. has said, but we can't really have that conversation without fully understanding attachment and where attachment plays into our relationships Mm -hmm. and into us as a community and even into salvation. Yeah. And so today we wanted to spend some time unpacking this a bit. So that way we're not just throwing out words like Hasid or or even breezing over the idea of attachment is like, yeah, just have that thing, you know, just choose some joy and have some attachment, (laughs) right? Go get it, go get it. And and then your all your life will be fine and your relationships are going to be great. No, these are things that we can't grow in if we don't understand, first of all, what in the world they are exactly, um, and how they play into things. And once you begin to see and understand where they play in, what it takes to build attachment, what how attachment plays into our everyday lives, then, then you kind of begin to see it everywhere. And yeah. then we have some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's really dig deep into that. Let's start to... Un- Let's take some of the layers off of attachment and see really what we're talking about. So, for instance, like attachment, I love this definition. I found this actually online somewhere. It says the is the deep and enduring emotional bond that connects one person to another across space and time. Mm. I love that definition Mm -hmm. because it's it's that thing that it doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter 
how close of proximity we are, mm-hmm. there's this connection, there's this bond that we have that I'm attached to you and you're attached to me. And it yeah. doesn't matter where we are. Yes. It doesn't matter how many days, weeks, months we've been apart. It doesn't matter how many miles are between us, mm-hmm. that there is still a bond that exists there. And I think attachment and bonding is yeah. somewhat interchangeable of a word, but And so you might hear us use it interchangeably. And I think it gives a little bit of a picture of like attachment kind of sounds very technical. Right. But we understand what it's like to be bonded to someone. Yeah. We understand what it is to bond an object to another object. Yeah. And it is that it it isn't going to be broken. But the interesting thing, I think, too, about attachment as we're talking about the definition of attachment Mm -hmm. is that this isn't something that we necessarily choose. Like, oh, when I'm in relationship, I'm going to be only attached in in a good way to this person. Right. Yeah. But it actually is at play at all times. Bonding is happening. Attachment is happening in every relationship we have to a certain degree. Well, well, attachment actually runs very deep in the brain. It's like Mm -hmm. it's below willful control. So it's like you were saying, it's not a conscious decision of attachment. It's actually embedded in us. It's like one of the deepest parts of our brain mm-hmm. is to attach. Yes. And it is that relational connection piece. And it's not about feeling. It's right. not about, oh, I feel bonded to you yeah. or I feel attached to you, even though we can feel it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not a emotional choice that we make. It is something that is emotional, but it is not. Yeah, it's not an emotional choice. Right. Yeah. And I think just another way to think about that, too, it's if you have a friend that, you know, an old high school buddy or a whole college buddy and you guys have gone off and you've done your thing and then you come, you don't talk for a while and then you come back for the five year reunion and then you like pick up right where you left off. It's like you have those friends where whenever you get together, it feels like no time has elapsed. From you guys being together. Mm -hmm. It's like we just pick right back up and we're back into that connection, relational groove that we were always Mm -hmm. in. So that bonding and attachment can happen both inside of family and outside of family is what you're saying as well. That this is this is a relational um, aspect that goes across whether we're blood related or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually the most fascinating thing to me is that attachment also is what forms our character, which we talked Mm, about this in depth in the other half of church or the half brain church about how attachment is what develops us Mm -hmm. as people. So you think about those attachments and those bonds to parents. Mm -hmm. You think about them to grandparents, siblings, cousins, extended family, teachers Mm -hmm. as small children. Yeah. Um, And then eventually friends that we can understand to be bonded to into adult bonded friend relationships. Yeah. So I I think that is it's so key because our brains also like we draw life from our strongest relational attachments. Mm -hmm. So not only do those strong relational attachments help create our character, but they also give us life. Yes. And they give us I think even some purpose, I think there's when, when, you know, healthy attachments. Yes. We'll go, we'll say that. Right. Yes. Cause there's something that we need to (laughs) kind of be honest about here. Right. Is that we want our attachments and our bonds to be healthy. Mm -hmm. That is the goal. Yes. However, Mm -hmm. 
we're forming attachments and bonds regardless of whether they are healthy or not. They're right. being formed. And yes. so there's the aspect of there are healthy attachment as uh, termed secure attachment. Mm-hmm. And then there's unhealthy attachments, which we're not going to get into the definitions right. of all the other forms of attachment. But they are at play here. Absolutely. Whether we want them to be or not. Because, again, attachment is something that is runs deep. And it just happens. Mm-hmm. It actually starts in infancy. Yes, it does. At the very beginning. Yeah. And and really how how it's formed in infancy really has an effect on really how you live the rest of your life. If 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 you don't come back, if they're unhealthy at mm-hmm. that time of infancy and there's no um, returning back to a learned secure attachment. We can talk about that later, but mm-hmm. learning how to have a secure attachment. If we don't if we're not able to get back to that, mm-hmm. then it will play a major role in how you see the world, how mm-hmm. you connect with your friends, how you look at yourself. It is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about it, you were saying, you know, if it's not good or if it is good. Yes. Right. So we have our Very whole maturity yeah. series and it, and we start back at infancy uh, in this phase, but we didn't talk about it as attachment back then. We mm-hmm. talked about joy and the aspect of joy and how we need to learn how to receive joy as an infant. That's our first mm-hmm. first skill that we get to learn. Yep. And it comes through the eyes lighting up of our caregivers mm. when they look at us. Yeah. They have a gladness to be with us no matter what. Yes. And what we didn't reveal then that becomes a part of the conversation now is that those moments of joy are what build secure attachment in us. Yes. It is actually what forms our brain receptors, our relational receptors mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. Right. That simple, simple interaction of my eyes lighting up and letting you know that I'm really glad to be with you. Mm-hmm. If we haven't had that then as you were saying, that will also negatively affect. If we've had it, it will positively affect. And if we haven't had it, it will negatively affect how we go to bond and attach to other people for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and and it also plays a huge role in our identity Mm -hmm. because it goes, so when you're attached to someone, what happens is, again, the eyes light up when they see you and then there's this feeling of joy that Mm -hmm. happens and then there's this, you begin to build this strong attachment and then you're at simultaneously, you're as the infant, you have this innate feeling inside that they're glad to be with me. Mm-hmm. And and I know that I'm loved and I can receive this love. And mm-hmm. I just and and that it shapes who you are, it mm-hmm. shapes how you your outlook on life. It shapes mm-hmm. again, like I said, and on yourself. And so. Well, it's safety and yeah. it's security. Mm-hmm. That's all happening in that attachment. When we talked about Hasid, it is sticky love. It's safe. Yeah safe love it is i'm not going anywhere love mm-hmm. and as a baby we have no clue yeah. what that even means no. we don't understand that there's decades in front of us as an infant <laughs> right that we're going to have to walk out life and it's going to be painful yeah no idea the person holding us understands that yeah and if their story hasn't been one of secure attachment one of i know that people are glad to be with me no matter what there can be a struggle there and then when they're trying to attach to that infant that can come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit, go back for a second yeah, to that sure. whole maturity piece. Yeah. And, and just to remind the audience too, of, of those maturity skills and a couple of them point directly to this idea 
and and need for secure attachment to be built. So the personal task of an infant. Well, before we do that, to remember when we talk about the maturity, there's tasks and needs. Mm-hmm. So there, there are tasks that I, as the individual, need to do to complete to right. be fully mature in that stage of life. And then there's needs that my community needs to meet for me. Right. Yes. For me to be fully secure in that or fully mature in that age and stage of life. So, yes. And all of this is too, we should mention is coming from the life model. Yes. Uh, Jim Wilder and life model works mm-hmm. and his take on maturity, which has been proven out a million times over. Yeah. Um, but if you want to learn more, there's a ton of resources on our website and also a ton of resources from life model works. Yeah. But to go back in an, as an infant, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, is that the personal tasks are, of an infant is just to live in joy. Yeah. Just to live in the knowing that someone is glad to be with me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, it expands their capacity for joy. So mm-hmm. they're building. And, and as we've talked about a long time ago, that as an infant, the only thing that I have the brain ability to experience in relationship is this, this attachment building yes. yep. is joy. It's mm-hmm. one of the first things I know to look for, even yeah. when I have no idea how to look for anything else. Um, it, and then the baby is also learning that joy is, a normal state mm-hmm. people's gladness to be with me is normal right and it builds my joy strength and so it looks like in order for this to happen it looks like that the parents delight in the infant's wonderful and unique ex- existence right um we it, think that this is intrinsic like of course right, yeah of course that would happen how could it not but it is unbelievable as to how it doesn't happen mm-hmm. i mean how many times it doesn't happen i mean yeah. just even in our in our Lifetime as foster parents mm-hmm. that we'd seen that in in small children mm-hmm. that did not have parents eyes light up to see them mm-hmm. when they saw them. And you could tell they were mm-hmm. withdrawn and they were very um, low energy and just it was very it's hard. Yeah. And it's really hard. And we talk a lot about this in in talking about maturity and talking about the fact that a lot of the a lot of our maturity starts at, well, it all starts, it starts in infancy, but infancy. when we're struggling in our adulthood, yes. that a lot of what we're struggling with actually happened way back when we were babies and couldn't do anything about it. Right. And so then the onus gets put on our parents yeah. or our caregivers and, and nobody wants to have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's heartbreaking it's hard, yeah. to have to say out loud, oh my goodness, my, my parent didn't have the ability to be glad to be with me no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. Even though I was a helpless baby who didn't have any, like, didn't have anything to do with, it couldn't create joy right. for anyone else, but yet somehow babies intrinsically create, create joy. joy. Yeah. But yet my parent couldn't receive that or interact or they with couldn't, it. Or- or, or maybe they interacted, but they there was no they didn't have, know how to express it mm-hmm. because remember because infants don't the only thing they pick up on is sight and mm-hmm. feel and you no know, sensing what's happening mm-hmm. in the space and so like yeah there's not words or there's no words or communication mm-hmm. there's no you know you can do all the baby talk you want <laughs> to but the baby doesn't understand right but they do understand eyes lighting up a smiling face a gentle mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Um, even just the energy that we send yes. from our bodies of you're safe. It's yeah. okay. The atmosphere is safe. You're safe when you're with me, right. when I'm holding you, yeah. that it's all going to be okay. And, and the reality is, is that not everyone's story begins with parents who are just able to be glad to be with their babies mm-hmm. in full joy. Yeah, um, There are lots of stories, mine included, where 
that just wasn't a thing that we're for whatever reason in that season of, of my mom's life in particular, my dad's as well, mm-hmm. that, that there was so much going on that, that having the ability to just be glad to be with me was pretty limited. Mm, yeah. There was a lot of other things to worry about as, as adults that, that limited their ability to interact with me. And, and not, not, I think, and, and seemed probably quote unquote more important mm-hmm. because they're a baby. They're not going to remember anything. Right. Like you say they're that. fed. <laughs> yeah. And this is part of what comes into play. Like, okay, I, I was likely fed. My diapers were likely changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that story was really any different. My basic needs were met, but emotionally yeah. there was some limitations that were available to me. Mm-hmm. And so the experience of just receiving joy, living in an atmosphere of joy yeah. was limited. And so what happens when these tasks fail is that we see ourselves as adults where we struggle with identity mm-hmm. um, and we have this fear and kind of a coldness in developing bonds with other people mm-hmm. because attachment. Yeah. <laughs> right. So from that experience in my childhood, I began to form other than secure attachment. Mm-hmm. I had this weird, like, I'm not sure how to bond with my parent because I'm kind of getting a mixed message here. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure when they're glad to be with me and when they're not. I'm not sure if this is bringing them joy. Am I bringing them joy? Right. My existence doesn't seem to be bringing them joy. So do I need to do something to bring them joy and get joy back from them? Yeah. And it starts to create this dance that we then carry all the way into our adult years that we're right. like, wait, what are the steps of this again? And then we meet different people who have had different attachment experiences and their steps to their dance are slightly different. Right. And then we find ourselves stepping on each on toast. other's toes. And then you marry one and then <laughs> it's all, then you got to figure the whole thing out. Uh-huh. Um, but another thing uh, that even that attachment builds in that time is it develops trust. Mm-hmm. And so, and as an infant, one of my tasks is to develop that trust, but mm-hmm. it's interesting because the only way to develop that trust is for, our caregivers that are building a strong, loving bonds with me. Mm-hmm. I can't develop the trust unless they're doing their part. Again, it's that needs and tasks mm-hmm. that you have to have. Right. Yes. And we want to talk like, well, what does that have to do with attachment? Well, if attachment is that whole deep, enduring emotional bond that connects one person to another, mm-hmm. and that's what makes up our life, that is the content of our life. When we die, the only thing that we get to take with us and what we honestly leave behind is our attachment. Yeah. If you think about it, what we grieve when we lose people in our lives is the, attachment is the bond and the attachment yeah. that we had or didn't have, mm-hmm. um, even in the in the attachments that aren't that great there's still something there that that feels like it's missing there's a yeah. void that's left when when that is broken yeah i, I think because we when we again we inherently know what we want mm-hmm. like whether we have had it or we didn't have it or know how to give it or don't know how to whatever it might be it's mm-hmm. like when, but when it's not there we know it's not there mm-hmm. but we maybe don't know what to do to have that secure attachment or to get that secure attachment or to find the joy or whatever it might be mm-hmm. because they do intersect in a very specific way, mm-hmm. the joy and attachment. And mm-hmm. so we don't know what, how to, how to get it and where to go to find it. Right. And if you think about the fact that we were created for relationships, so if mm-hmm. we truly believe that we were created by God 
to be in relationship with him. Yeah. First, he created Adam to have relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And then he created woman to have relationship with Adam and Adam to have relationship with her. That it wasn't that he created them to tend the garden. He actually right. didn't create them to work anything or to take care of anything. He literally created Adam to have relationship and created Eve to have relationship. That's, That's it. it. So the first things that were born in us, even though we have hands that can create and <laughs> brains that can create and all of this, it really was just about attachment. Yeah. It was about living a life that is full of, I'm glad to be, be with, with you. you. Yeah. Right. That's so it. like we want to make it complicated, but, but that is intrinsic to who we are. Yeah. Like, that is what our cells literally were crafted and longed for, for designed yes. for. Yes. Designed for is for that, that, close intimate attachment with one to another Mm -hmm. i mean that that is it Mm -hmm. and this is why we can't help ourselves right that's why we can't help ourselves. and (laughs) yeah and and even even in you know don't want to get too far ahead but i mean i'm I'm just even thinking with even salvation and our connection to god is i mean that's literally what we were created for is to have Mm -hmm. that intimate attachment to him Mm -hmm. and him to us Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so even in the in the we can't help it part is that when we see that this is that it's like, okay, attachment is a is a part of our us. Mm -hmm. It is a part of our everyday. It is a part of our everyday relationships. Um, We can't avoid it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, we can't help ourselves in the way like we can't avoid it. We want to pretend like it doesn't matter. We will isolate. We will. Mm -hmm. Uh, withdrawal, we will do different things to try to pretend like it doesn't matter yet. We find ourselves aching, aching on the for inside yeah. for this. And what we're aching for is joy. The experience <laughs> of the deep knowing that someone's glad to be with us no matter what, which equals attachment. There's this yeah. thought that that basically healthy attachments can only come from joy-filled relationships. Yeah. But only joy-filled relationships can build secure attachment. attachment. Right. Yes. Now, again, attachment <laughs> happens, it happens even if there's an absence of joy and that becomes unhealthy attachment. Right. And that's where the different bonds that we were talking about, there's, there's the two, there's a love bond, which is that healthy attachment and joy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the fear bonds, which is the unhealthy attachment, where which is void of joy. Yes. And we will live from either one of those places out yeah. of a love bond or out of a fear bond. And if just think of, I mean, if even you just anybody, just you guys who are listening right now, if you just take a, a moment and, and really look deep into yourself and mm-hmm. really just ask yourself, where, where what's my core motivation for mm-hmm. doing some of the things that I do? Mm-hmm. Is it out of love or is it from fear? Mm-hmm. How do I approach certain things? Particularly relationships. Particular relationships. Mm-hmm. Do I approach relationships like, okay, um, I don't want to give too much because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get too involved because it's always been disappointing or no one has ever wanted to be with me. So I'm really not going to, mm-hmm. or I always do this and this always happens. Mm-hmm. Or is it, or a, I give twice as much yes. as I really should because I'm just so hungry for someone to love me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it is that the place or is it a place from? No, I really genuinely want to get to know who you are mm-hmm. and 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 want to risk. Hurt mm-hmm. for. A close and deep, secure attachment with you. 
Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, because secure attachment <clears throat> isn't all roses and butterflies. No. We're, I mean, and yes, it's, it's, it, it is joy, but joy is the no matter what part. Uh, well, the attachment's the no matter what yes, part. Yes, that's of joy. good. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so the, remember, so the definition of joy is the experience of the deep knowing that someone is glad to be with you no matter what. <laughs> and so the joy is the experience of the deep knowing that someone's glad to be with you. Mm -hmm. And then the attachment is no matter what. Yes. Because that, that means no matter what happens, like we said earlier, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. You are stuck with me. I am stuck <laughs> with you. Thick and thin, high water, low water, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because our relationship is secure. Yes. Yes. And I would say secure attachment is the no matter what piece. Yes. I would say yeah. a sign of unhealthy yes. attachment yeah. is the absence of the no matter what. That's good. That's that good. Yeah. I'm glad to be with you until mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. And then it creates pain for me to continue to be with you, or it creates pain for you for me to continue to be with you when things are less than glad. You've been listening to the Table in a Well podcast new episode stream every Tuesday. For more resources and information on this podcast you just listened to, go to tableandwellco.com forward slash resources. And to begin your journey to relational health, go to tableandwellco.com forward slash community 101.